so annoyed by stupid shit like this. Like, I think should just go smooth. You know what I mean? So annoying. But you're trying to do it like the most difficult way possible. <laughs> I'm not trying. So. All right. Take two. Good day to you. My name is Fred Oakman. It is always with me today's Mr. Jake Peters. We are PS's is Awesome, a PlayStation podcast. This is episode 252. And this is a show where we share our feelings about the current state of PlayStation. But before we get on with the show, I want to invite you all to subscribe to our channel on YouTube, youtube.com slash PS. This is awesome. If you want to make fun of our trophy list on the PSN, you can find me at anchorless underscore 81 and Mr. Jake Peters at Jakesaw01. And as always, you can write the show. We have a Gmail account. PS is awesome at gmail.com. We don't get a lot of emails, so feel free to email us there and make sure that account stays active. Most importantly, don't forget to share our show with all your gaming friends and make sure you leave comments and rate the podcast as you see fit. And as a reminder, you can stare at our ugly mugs while you're making Christmas cookies this holiday season. Uh, Just put on YouTube. We're a video podcast as well. So you can see all the cool mannerisms that Jake and I uh, have while we're talking about video games. And uh, I could be giving him the bird right now. You never know it unless you're watching us on YouTube. So make sure you subscribe to that. For new and or long-time listeners, we have a Patreon page. You can support our show for one buck a month. One dollar a month is all that we will ever ask from you right now. And that level is called the one and only one dollar club. And while you don't get a lot of extra boons, you do get a free vinyl die-cut sticker mailed to you to your, to your home address, like something real, not digital. So you get a free sticker about our show. It says PS is awesome on it. It's our logo. And you get a shout-out on our show. And I do want to say that all of our patrons have been enjoying, probably from time to time, early access to our podcast episodes. So we have been, when we get these recorded and I get them uploaded and all that stuff, in a timely fashion. Um, we don't promise this when you become a patron, but it is one of those extra perks that will happen from time to time. You will get early access to our podcast a day or two early. Um, it's not always uh, – so if you're a patron, typically you're going to have access to the show a day early. Typically, um, maybe not a full day, maybe like you know 4 o'clock on Sunday you get access to it where everyone else gets it on Monday morning. So anyways, <clears throat> with that out of the way, Jake, how are you doing? Um, Fine. I <laughs> So he had this a really good intro. Time recording this, so <laughs> I was—I don't know if I want to go back into my comments on why air compressors use official names like hot dog and pancake. But <laughs> now it's um, even more funny because no one knows what the fuck talking about. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of mixed up now, so yeah, that's cool. Well, I—I I don't know. So yeah, we started recording this episode and we got this far. And then I noticed that while I could hear Jacob talking to me, it didn't appear that OBS was actually recording any of the audio because it has a little VU meter on there and it wasn't moving at all. And I was like, what the hell? Like, I can hear you just fine. So things got out of sync. Jake was talking about air compressor somethings. And uh, yeah, are you looking to buy an air compressor? Is that is that the situation? I don't know. I have an air compressor, but... I hate how fucking loud it is, and they make ultra-quiet air compressors now, but they're kind of expensive, so I've just been kind of looking to see, like, what kind of deals they got going on. Because, like, I usually, I'll bring one in the house and use my nail gun and stuff with it, and especially in a fucking enclosed room, the air compressor is so loud. Right. So, um, I was looking at one of these ultra-quiet ones, but they're, uh, 
I mean, they're not super expensive, but it's just like I already have an air compressor. I could just wear fucking earplugs, but I just don't want to. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get it, man. Um, yeah, I just my dad and I, we share an air compressor and uh, I've never really had any, I don't use it often enough to want to justify getting a quiet one. However, I will say with all my mini painting going on, miniature paintings, I'm, I've contemplated getting an airbrush kit. And those run on mini air compressors, but I can't imagine they're like heavy duty ones. I wonder how loud those are, though. I've never heard one. Probably if it's if it's like built into the airbrush, it's probably not very loud. I think it's actually because the, the psi the psi is not like super high on those. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, there's no way. Yeah, I mean, if it was like like a Brad nailer, could you imagine trying to spray paint like tactically? <laughs> be fucking ridiculous. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know, but you're doing good otherwise. Yeah. Good. For the most part. I'm tired. I, I was up really early yesterday just and working all day. I had to go to a funeral. So uh, I'm that sorry. Wasn't... It's never fun. Never fun to do that kind of thing. And for, we must be having some real issues because now Jacob is frozen on the chat. Oh, Jesus. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, I know my voice is still recording, so we'll hope he comes back. And uh, there he is. Yeah. So anyways, I've had a good weekend as well. Something is going. We are hexed. I think this all has to do. I went to Tim Hortons yesterday. You cut out for a bit there, Jake. Your video just froze. I went to Tim Hortons the other day and Chelsea was like, can you get me a blah, 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 uh, iced latte? And then I want, she goes, I want a... I don't know what she wants. She wanted an apple fritter. And then she put comma. And then she said, Boston cream donut. If they don't have that, get me a honey dip donut. And I'm thinking, does she want an apple fritter and a Boston cream donut? And if they don't have Boston cream donut, a honey dip? Or does she want one of the three, like in order? Apple fritter, they don't have that. Boston cream, they don't have that. Honey dip, right? I was really confused. So, and I tried to get a hold of her and she answered and then she still didn't like, I feel like she didn't answer the question. She said, she just wrote, if they don't have Boston cream, give me a honey dip. But that didn't rule out the apple fritter part. So I got the thing and I got the apple fritter and then I got a honey dip because I didn't have Boston cream. One donut too many, I found out. She just wanted one. Um, but I, the order total was 666. And I love it when that shit happens. I don't know why. I just think it's so cool. And uh, I know the lady who was like handing out the, you know, that had my order. I've ran into her in the past and I think she's like really religious. And she was like, uh, 666. And I looked at her and I said, yeah. And I kind of laughed and said, yep. And then uh, she didn't even offer me the receipt. She probably didn't want to touch it. Like, she, like I think she's a really religious person. It wasn't offered to me. Um, a long time ago, there's a very, 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 and I, I'm not shitting on religion or anything, but there, there is a grocery store in our neighborhood that I, I won't shop at anymore for personal reasons. But um, I went there. They're owned by very, like a pseudo Christian family, I, I would say. Um, like they identify as being Christian. I don't think you're using that. Right. Yeah, I'm not using it. They identify as being Christian, but they're like super, 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 in my opinion, hateful people. So uh, I found that out. I don't shop there anymore. But I went there, and uh, my total was six 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 one day, and I go, oh, lucky, lucky number. 
And they looked at me like I was just insane. Um, and, uh, anyways, yeah, I don't go there anymore. But it was just so funny. Um, and again, I have no issue with with uh, Christianity, none whatsoever. I just think there there are very extreme parts of it. Uh, but uh, yeah, so maybe this podcast, Jake, is is hexed or cursed because I got six 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 on my receipt yesterday, and. Uh, I don't know. I think it's not freezing. I want to talk a little bit before we got moving into the show because I didn't want to have to uh, do a full stop and get started again. So it looks like the video's good. You're not freezing. Uh, we haven't had technical issues in a long time on the show, so we're well overdue. Um, but I'm doing all right. Uh, the Cyberpunk song has been submitted. Did I, did I tell you that it's actually been submitted? Because November 30th was the deadline. We got it in on the 28th. Mm-hmm. And, and then when I submitted it, to CD Projekt Red, I got a screen and it just said, uh, thanks, Choom, we got your submission. But they made you put in your email address. I never got an email confirmation. When you're uploading WAV files for a contest that has a deadline, like you would think you would get an email confirmation saying, okay, thank you for your submission, you know, but, but I didn't get anything like that. So I wrote customer support and I said, hey, I'm just, we're cutting it real close to the deadline on this. I just want to make sure that you guys got it. And then I think... It might be one of the people that's on the CD Project Red videos, but she wrote back and she's like, yeah, we got it. We got it. Smiley face. So I don't know if I should read into that, but uh, let's – Definitely not. But <laughs> it's uh, good that uh, you got it submitted. Yeah. I actually kind of – well, I, I would I, – I honestly won't be upset if it doesn't get picked because then we can put it on the, on the show, which will be awesome. Uh, if it gets picked, I'm not, I'm not allowed to put it on the show. But, uh, man, I really want the listeners to hear it. I want you to hear it. I showed it to, to Jim, the drummer for my band, yesterday. He came by. I was tracking vocals. And he was just like, what? This is you? And I was like, yeah. He's like, this is fucking rad. So I had the Jim Stone Turing test. So he, he was he was all about it. So anyways, let's dive into some feedback. No, 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 no. Let's go into games we're playing first, Jake. Um, so every podcast we talk about games we're currently playing. I'm curious to hear... Uh, what you're playing, but I'm still playing Warzone 2.0. I've been gaming once in a while with my buddy LJ and his uh, brother-in-law and I think two, one other dude. And uh, dude, we we got first on a Warzone, uh, which is crazy because there's like, I want to say there's 200 people in that game and their teams of, well, I don't know, whatever. It, you, you get four people to, the way we play, four in a squad and there's tons of people. The last squad standing wins first. And uh, it is a an achievement, and it's and it's really adrenaline pumping. But we we came in first on our first try. Um, this past past match, we were all um, hooked up. And then I've been playing God of War Ragnarok. And uh, I'm not going to spoil anything, but I got the weapon. I told you, Jake, over the phone. I sent you a tech. Got that weapon, and now I believe I'm at a point of no return because I'm at the gate with the soul stone or whatever the hell the thing's called, and uh, I'm being told by Mimir, the guy on your belt who's in the first one, the head. He's just like, "Hey, brother, if you got anything else you'd like to do first, we should probably do that." So I think I'm at the point of no return. So I went and I finished a couple of the um, the raider hideouts in. Midgar and uh, Midgard maybe and then I think did a couple riffs but have you ran into any of those I don't know what they are yet and it's like a there's like six of them they're like the equivalent of the Valkyries 
but in God of War 2, have you, have you fought any – like a big ring of ice will show up. You put like a hilt You're in, talking about the graves, the, the gravestones? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean I haven't really done – I did one and then I haven't really done any more because it's not really my thing. Did you beat them? Uh, I got close, but I think he ended up killing. They're me. really hard. Yeah, I spent a good. I, I just, I just did it because I didn't know what it was, yeah, and then right. when I saw it was like a little duel, I was just like, ah, whatever. This isn't really what I'm into. Yeah. So I moved on to other things. Yeah, but I've taken two of those guys out, and I, I've located a third and didn't even try it because it is. It's like the Valkyrie battles where they're just really, really difficult. Um, and then on the uh, the the Black Friday and or whatever you want to call sale Cyber Monday sale, I did pick up Jake because we had talked about Cold War and how bad you wanted to play it or we wanted to try it at least because it got really good reviews. The campaign it was on sale for it might have been thirty bucks. I think it might have been twenty five or something. I don't know. Anyways, I picked it up on sale and uh, I'm excited because I've been playing Warzone. Um, I'm excited to jump into the campaign for Call of Duty. I think Cold War. So we'll see. I haven't played it yet, but. I got it on sale because those games never go on sale, ever. Yeah. So I I wanted to take advantage of it. Jake, what if? Oh, I see what you're playing. All right, gotcha. All right. Yeah. What do you, What are you playing, Jake? Maybe that's not. So I'm. Old. I mean, I'm basically just playing the same shit. Just playing, uh, um, God of War Ragnarok. I'm like 25 hours yeah. into it. Um, still really enjoying it. I. I'm I'll be honest, I was talking a little bit of shit last week, but I've actually grown to really like the Chaos Blades. I don't know why. <laughs> oh, something like clicked with traitor. something like clicked with them in my head like over the past week. And I think I think it's just their ability to attack groups of enemies yeah, simultaneously good. because you just like swing those bitches around. Um I'll be honest, though, I'm not, like, super in – I get annoyed with games where when they, like – God of War is not bad at this. But it, is, it can be kind of frustrating when it's, like, they introduce a new weapon or something to you. And then now it's, like, you've got all these things that you have to – you have to remember in terms of like, oh, you're attacking an enemy and it's like, why aren't they taking damage? Why aren't they taking damage? And then you're like, oh, I'm supposed to use this other weapon. And then it makes them, you know, it breaks their shield or whatever. And then you can attack them normally and you have to keep bouncing back and forth, which is fine. You know, I don't I don't necessarily think that it's a bad design thing, but um Sometimes I just want to use the weapon I want to use. Like, I don't know. It's, yeah. That's just me being kind of grouchy. But, uh, you know, for like they <clears throat> they introduce I, I don't know. I got the I got the third weapon, which is cool. Um, but it like the thing the thing is, is, is that it unlocks all these like you you're going through all the worlds up until this point <clears throat> oh, yeah. and you see all these things on the walls and and like that you're that you can't interact with because you don't have the equipment and then you finally get it and and I'm sitting here and I'm like I'm not going to go back to any of those other places no. I don't fucking remember where any of that stuff yeah, is Yeah exactly so, so like like I like I'm not I'm not going to research all of these maps for where this shit is and I'm not like taking notes on where these places are and there's no way to figure out where those spots are it doesn't tell you on the like, map like oh here's a location to use this weapon at yeah like like I um I would have been 
uh, I would have been interested in going back if I like knew where all these places were, but I'm not going to search for them. It's just not, it's a waste of my time. So I, I wish that God of War had like an ability to where a lot of these like Metroidvania style games now will have like a map feature where it might not be on the map when it, before you get the special item. Because they don't want to spoil anything for you, you know? Right. But, like, after you get the special item, it, like, repopulates the map with, like, oh, you've got such and such barriers here and such and such barriers here. And then you can kind of <laughs> um, you can kind of go back and do it if you want. That's a nice, uh, nice mod you got there. <laughs> I just sent Jake for the listeners a picture of Kratos with just a mustache. <laughs> it's so weird looking. Um, it looks like a like he should be a police it's officer. Like Ted Lasso or something. or something. Like I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he should be a cop. <laughs> I don't know. It's but really uh, anyway, yeah, I'm still liking God of War though, and I'm still playing Pentiment as I'm, you know, winding down for bed or whatever. And that game is really cool. I I really enjoy it. It's it's a bummer that you can't play it on PlayStation, but yeah. Um, if you have a PC or if you have a uh, an Xbox, you can play it. So. Anyway, but that's pretty much it. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I I'll just jump on the uh the follow-up on God of War. I there are moments of this game where I'm like, God, this game's fucking awesome. And then there are moments of this game where I'm like, oh God, are you kidding me? Like, I'm in a part just before the no turn back part, you run into a situation that is uh it's beautifully written, the story's fantastic. And then you go through the part and then you just have to get back to a, a time travel gate or a whatever, a whatever gate they're called. And in order to get back there, they put about six puzzles in front of your character. Like you go a little oh, ways. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, you have to freeze the gate open in order to get fucking through. Now, I already went through the most rigorous combat. I'm exhausted mentally. I just went through this crazy, intense uh, battle. And um, story plot point, and then it's like, oh, now you got to get back to the gate. And literally, there's f- maybe four to six gates on the way back that I have to figure out how to freeze the gear to keep the gate open. And you have to use like Atreus's sigils, and you have to link them together. And like, it's not just that simple because sometimes they have little counterweights that move behind bars that Atreus can't shoot through the bars. So you have to hit the counterweight, then you got to pull the thing and it moves the sigil up. And then you have to have them shoot a couple more and then drop the thing. And as they connect, throw an axe. And it's just like, it gets insane. And it's like, just let me through the fucking gate, man. Like, I don't know. That's one beef I have with it. But on the flip side, some of the story writing is so good and some of the, the the acting is fantastic and that third weapon that you were talking about I think is one of the coolest conceived ideas for a weapon and why it respawns. Like I don't know if you picked up on that. Um, we'll have to talk yeah. about it later. But I, I just think like that is like one of the neatest uh, ideas um, of explaining how you have an infinite of, of something. Um it's cool as shit. I do I do agree with you. I they went fucking ham with the puzzles in this game and I don't understand why cuz it's like the weakest part of the game. I mean, they're not bad. They're puzzles. good puzzles. They're serviceable. 
It's just that, like, I've done this same fucking puzzle 500 times already. Yeah, but then they Why change it a little still bit making each me time. Do it? It's like, oh, now the gear is over here and I got to lift this dude out and block this water source now. And it's like, okay, well, I did that same thing just in a different orientation like five minutes ago. Yeah. Like like I'm on this quest right now where it's like um, – and you'll know what I'm talking about. This isn't really a spoiler, but I'm like on a quest to like find a mask piece, OK? Right. And it's like – the whole thing is just like you walk up to a gate, can't go this way, got to find a way around, and then you solve this puzzle. And then it's like five seconds later, can't go this way, got to find a way. And it's like literally six or seven times in a row that this happens. I, I think I know and exactly like, the part you're talking about. Are you with an NPC? Yeah. And so I'm like, so I'm like, why not? I would much rather them give me one complicated long puzzle that's interesting and unique <laughs> then give me six or seven fucking stupid little puzzles in a row and like it's this, the same problem i'm having with those fucking chests because i can't let them go because i want oh, the apple you have or to I ring the bells or, or you have to do the yeah, yeah yeah but it's like i'm so sick of looking for these little fucking totems and tying the sigils together. I, I hate the ones that are that are you have to catch on fire. I hate those ones. Oh yeah, where you have to tie all the tie all the things together. God. Yeah, it it's it's just to me it's like I think that they what they've created with these puzzles is cool, but I think they've oversaturated the game with it. And they they should have like used them a little bit more sparingly and a little bit more effectively rather than like forcing you to do this over and over again like they should have is as opposed to like to to increase your health and stuff like maybe vary it up like maybe one time make me fight a strong bad guy to get the apple or like maybe i have to complete a little mini dungeon to get it or or maybe maybe um, one of odin's birds are like really really tough to get yeah, or something. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't understand why it's like it's the same shit over and over again just to unlock these fucking chests so that I can increase my health, which is like a fundamental part of this game. Now, granted, you could go through the whole game and not do it, and it, and it would be fine. It would be harder, but it would be fine. But it's like most games. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I, I guess a lot of games are like this, but well, it's. I think it's just this particular format of it that is is irritating to me. Because the ones that bother me more, I think, than the rune ones are the ones where you have to ring the bells and you have, like, a time limit. There was one that was because, really annoying. Because you, like, have to run and be accurate with your axe throws and stuff. And it's it's not always super yeah. easy. So, but anyway, I, I, I don't want to bitch too much about it because aside from the puzzles, I fucking really like this game a lot. And so I'm, I'm not going to I'm not going to be a completionist about it. I'm not going to go back through and do all the shit or whatever, because like, I don't know. I mean, I mean, maybe I will. Who knows? But like like I was talking about earlier, those those gravestone fights, the which are like the Valkyrie fights from the first game. It's like it would be one thing if I just had to do one of those. But you have to do like fucking 10 of them or something like there's that. Six. Or six, and it's like I just don't want to do that. No. So just because that's not just, I just don't enjoy that that aspect of the game. I enjoy the combat, but I don't necessarily enjoy that type of a challenge. So, um, but anyway, I still really enjoying it. 
but I'm trying to, I would like to get through it. kind of through it yeah. so that I can move on to some other things. Yeah, very good. Well, I'm glad that I brought that back up a little bit because, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hot and then I'm cold and I'm hot and I'm cold on this game. And, and I'm, right now I'm kind of hot because I'm getting close to the end. And I'm excited to see how it ends up. Um, but uh, let's dive into some quick feedback real quick from our listeners. Um, played by Ken wrote in, uh, and we have two other people that wrote in this time too, which is great. Um, so thanks for that. But he wrote in, he goes, I'm so happy to hear Sony are going to do something about all those junk games being released on the store. I'm sick to death of seeing those stroke the blank titles. I haven't even touched this month's PS plus game. So personally, I'm not bothered in the slightest with you guys skipping them. It's definitely been more interesting hearing about the new God of war game. I just started playing divinity, original sin in split screen with the wife. So that's going to be an interesting experience. She's more of an Animal Crossing type gamer. Apart from that, I've really only touched Daisy. That game really has its claws in me right now. Another great episode, guys. Thanks for the entertainment. Well, thanks for writing in. Played by Ken. Um, yeah, I I think that yeah we I think we're going that route where we're gonna put aside maybe the PlayStation Essentials games that we're gonna play until we get through some of these new current games. So, and I'm I'm not familiar with the Divinity Original Sin games, but I'm sure they're nothing like Animal Crossing. So that's hilarious. Yeah. You have to keep. They're, yeah, they're like they're are they're like RPG. Yeah games that's cool and daisy always looked cool to me but i never played it so thanks for writing in again i appreciate the kind words we'll keep the episodes coming so keep on tuning in um one black talon wrote in and this is a great reminder that we're now in december so we have to do the thing that we do every december um jake and i wrote a christmas song in a band and at the end of the show we're going to be putting on uh this song at the end of every episode in december um because it's it has to happen it's just how it has to go you guys can always turn it off when we get to the song if you don't like it but one black talent asked me if we could remind them the name of the christmas song he said he believed that it was on youtube music and it is uh if you look up fred oakman the title is called tis the season in nwpa from northwest pennsylvania um so tis the season in nwpa go stream that shit it's christmas season we're officially through thanksgiving that'll be on at the end of the show thanks for the reminder big box wrote in we've got a new new writer i don't know who big box is but big box apparently this is our show so thank you big box uh Insane take on the Sony vs. Activision Blizzard deal, he writes. PlayStation isn't whining or crying. They're winning. Last month, we heard Microsoft offered PlayStation Call of Duty for three more years. Now, on November 11th, Microsoft offered PlayStation Call of Duty for 10 more years. PlayStation's fighting is working. It's crazy here you guys believe they should just give up, which makes absolutely zero sense from a business perspective. My response was, yeah, I think they have a... I think we have a pretty hot take on the issue, but I think we all agree it makes business sense to protect the brand and to keep Microsoft from buying up more studios for shoe. Sure, I think it might just be the nature of their defense that me, Fred, is personally annoyed with. I said he makes valid points. If it's working, I guess it's working. I just wish there was a way for Sony to fight the good fight without it all being made public. Then again, the publicity of them fighting might be part of their plan probably. I said I don't think they should give up. It just seems really desperate. And from an optics standpoint, it gives the appearance that Sony are really concerned about the PlayStation brand. It doesn't instill confidence in the consumers. The pushback is good. But the concern on my end is that it makes them seem really weak. Glad to hear it's working, though. Uh, we have hot takes once in a while. Thanks for tuning in. And then he responded, uh, thanks for the response. Keep up the great work. I'll keep tuning in. Cheers. So, Jake, do you, do you want to offer any response to Big Box's thing about us having a, a, a hot take on that? I don't know that it's necessarily even a hot take. I think it's just that I, there's a little bit of um, – 
I don't I don't want to say that it's like a fanboy thing, but it's like uh, how do I want to say this? I think it's just one of those things where Sony knows that this is bad PR for them because they are literally the most hypocritical fucking company on the planet bitching about exclusivity of Call of Duty. They have that – they're literally hanging their entire argument on that one little caveat that is that Call of Duty is the biggest shooter in the world. It's like, okay, I get that. Call of Duty is huge. However, you can't tell me for one fucking second that if Sony wasn't buying Activision that they wouldn't make Call of Duty exclusive. Oh, we Sony definitely would do that. Yeah. Yeah, and Microsoft has come out and said that, like, you know, they don't want – don't get me wrong. Fucking mushmouth Phil Spencer has been lying through both sides of his mouth (laughs) this entire time, even all the way back through, like, the Bethesda deal and everything, saying one thing and then having another thing happen. Sony can't trust them. They're competitors. So so I understand why Sony is trying to get more concessions out of this deal – I don't know. I think I think part of it is just that I don't know if this is really important. I mean, it's important for Sony, but I don't know that it's really important so much for the industry. I mean, for the rest of the world, maybe. Microsoft I mean- Microsoft has not Hardly the only good game that Microsoft has put out in the last fucking ten years is Forza Horizon, and so I mean I'm not going to say that's the only good game they put out in the last ten Shots years. Let's fired. just say like let, let's just say this de- this generation, the only great game that Microsoft has put out is Forza Horizon. None of the other studios that they've acquired, uh, I take that back. Psychonauts was also really good, but. They've got 30-some studios before getting Activision. So who's to say that Microsoft owning Activision won't fucking ruin it? So it's it's one of those things where I don't know that – so I'm not sitting here saying that if I had my choice, neither of them would own Activision. Yeah, that's where I'm at. I don't want anyone to own Activision. I, I'm just saying – I guess what I'm just driving at is that if this deal is going to go through, I just want it to fucking go through because I'm sick of hearing about it. Because it's not if, – if Sony has to do this to get Call of Duty on PlayStation forever, so be it. But I think the big crux of the argument that we've been kind of making is just that it's optically terrible for Sony and – at the same time, I don't know that it really – I don't want to say it doesn't matter because it does matter. I, under, I, I think it's fair but, to say, yeah, that we understand Sony's concern, right? We get it. But it almost seems and, – and, and like you said though, uh, it, big like Big Box said, is, is that if Microsoft is coming back with – it was three years, and now we're fine. We'll give it to you guys, exclu- not exclusively, but we'll give it to you guys indefinitely for, for 10 years, Call of Duty. I mean, they're changing their tune a little bit, Microsoft. So, I mean, if it seems to be working, then that's not – it's like uh, 
It's like a dog who, uh, you know, every time they go outside and they come back in the house to get a treat, like Charlie, right? He thinks every time he goes outside, he can get a treat. Um, and if you're not consistent with that, which means he'll go outside once in a while and I won't give him a treat. And then sometimes I will. So what it does is it teaches him to continue to go to the door anytime he wants a treat because there's a chance he might. Right. So so the issue is, is that there's the chance here that Sony could possibly could possibly get the outcome they want because they're Microsoft keeps giving a little bit and then a little bit more and a little bit more. So they're going to keep being vocal about this um, with the hopes that it's this whole thing's just going to fucking get solved. But I don't know. You also have to understand from from the Microsoft side, they're hesitant to say indefinitely available on PlayStation. From a business perspective on their end, that's a stupid contract to sign right. because you don't know what the future holds. You don't want to sign your life away on something that you're spending $78 billion on. So it's understandable from their side why they would be resistant to saying it's indefinitely going to be Signing available. Signing any kind of official thing, right. But the, but the thing that bothers me the most about this is that I – I don't know this for a fact, but I would imagine that Microsoft would be willing to work with Sony on releasing these games on PlayStation because Microsoft just straight up – I don't know if they can afford to release all this shit on Game Pass and nothing else. <coughs> They've got to have revenue somewhere. But Sony, in an attempt to make it, to make it dev- definitively happen – is burning every fucking bridge they possibly can with Microsoft to do this. Well, and they threw so Battlefield after, under the bus recently, right? They they, they kind of yeah. shit on Battlefield, so, even though it was facts. I mean, like, it didn't have to be fucking publicly aired out there that Battlefield can't compete with Call of Duty. Like, gamers know this. You know, Battlefield's a great game. It's not. It's never going to put out the sales numbers that Call of Duty has. But I, this, what I'm getting at is that, you know, Sony could... Microsoft is almost certainly going to get Activision. I don't think that Sony's going to be be able to stop. I could be wrong. Maybe they can. But I would say there's a greater chance that they're not going to be able to stop Activision from being Microsoft's. They just might get some more concessions as part of the process. Right. And so even though in the end of the day, Microsoft is still going to get Activision, Sony will have in the process – destroyed any relationship they possibly had reaching across the aisle with Microsoft. And then if you think about it, that puts out an image for Sony to work with other companies in the future about the way that they're acting and they may be hesitant to work with somebody like Sony if they're going to be this aggressive about stuff like this. Now, I you know I might be a little bit doom and gloom about it or whatever, but the other thing is is that like personally I don't really care about Call of Duty, so this <laughs> is just more annoying to me than anything. There's another and hot take honestly, for you. <laughs> and honestly, I I almost kind of I would I am curious about what would happen if Call of Duty was exclusive to Xbox. Like I I really do wonder what would happen because Sony's good at making new IP, making really great games that are critically acclaimed, that sell lots of copies, even though yeah. they might be a one-off or something like that. I I do wonder if Microsoft did, you know, block away Call of Duty 
it's within Sony's capability to just shit out tons and tons of fantastic games. And that's how they stay in the market. That's how they respond. Yeah. We don't so have I, a good first party, first person shooter. So no, I mean, technically, I guess you've got destiny now, but you know, that's it's not exclusive. That's right? multi, that's multi-platform. Yeah, right? We need so, an exclusive first party shooter that just fucking wrecks. That would be and maybe awesome. that's maybe maybe Jim Ryan is a little bit butthurt about the fact that he had to sign away exclusivity rights for Destiny. It's possible when they bought Bungie, and Microsoft is not doing the same thing with Activision. Yeah, I don't know. So well, I don't know. I I would say that I would agree that that Sony is making a lot more progress in this deal than I thought they were going to, but. It doesn't take away from the fact that ever since this whole thing started, now, as much as I love PlayStation, every time I see fucking Jim Ryan's face, I want to punch it. (laughs) Because of just the shit that he said. I mean, him and Phil Spencer both, just their conversations with each other. I'm just like, you guys are the richest fucking babies on the planet. It's so annoying, just personally. But I do agree that it is pretty impressive how uh, how far Sony has gotten in this deal. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and and Jake's not inciting violence. Just let him do all the violence himself. Um, so yeah, don't nobody nobody. Uh, if you run into Jim don't Ryan, punch don't punch him. him in the face. But but if you, you do, know. say that's from Jake Peters. <laughs> <laughs> all right, and ask him what ask him what video game he's playing, and he'll tell you it's the most recent thing that came out. Probably, yeah, that's hilarious. All right, well, let's get on to the news, Jake. Every every once in a while, Push Square, we get a lot of our, if not all of our news points from Push Square, we like to comment on. Um, but they have another PlayStation general knowledge quiz, and it's issue twenty two, and. Uh, we recently scored 100% on one of these bad boys, and if, if we can go re- repeat, I'm going to lose my mind. I don't think it's going to happen. It was a fluke. A little bit of fluke, good luck, and also some knowledge in there. But let's let's get on with question one of 15 of the general PlayStation quiz on Push Square. Question number one, Middle Earth. Shadow of Mordor and Shadow of War use a system to generate unique enemies in game. What is the system called? That's easy. That's the Nemesis system. You agree? Yes. One of I mean, one. I didn't play the game, but even I knew that. I played the first one. I, I actually liked the first. I had the second one. I never played it. How many Ape Escape games were released on the PS1? One, three, two, or four? Four, I think. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Say that again? How many Ape Escape games were released on PS1. One, two, three, or four? One. One? One. On PS1? One. All right, you're right. What? How's that possible? I figured there was more than that. I, I They they might have released more later, but I only know of the one Ape Escape game on PS1. That's ridiculous. All right, well, there's Jake digging back to his PS1 knowledge. Jeff, that one was for you. What is the name of the tanker that Solid Snake infiltrates at the beginning of Metal Gear Solid 2? Was it USS Autumn, USS Wild Bird, USS Discovery, USS Fairweather? I think it's Fairweather. That's Discovery, isn't it? I think it's Discovery. I think it's Discovery. Let's go Discovery. Correct. All right. How old is series protagonist Kazuma Kairu 
in Yakuza 0, set in the 80s. How old is he? Is he 18, 20, 22, or 25? Meeny, meeny, miny, mo, dude. I have no idea. I've never played a single Yakuza game. I'm going to go 20. Sounds good. Got it. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> he looks 20 in that picture. What kind of game is Alien Hominid on PS2? Is it a first-person shooter, a 2D action platformer, a real-time strategy, or a point-and-click adventure? I'm going to – do you know the answer? It's a 2D action platformer. Correct. Oh, my gosh. That's five out of the way. Five for five. Question six of 15. How long was the gap between the release of The Secret of Monkey Island, the original, and 2022's Return of Monkey Island, Return to Monkey Island? Was it 32 years, 25 years, 18 years, or 12 years? Jesus. Well, I can't remember if Monkey Island was a PS – if it was a PS1 game – well, the or, Secret uh, of Monkey Island, I think, was a PC game, wasn't it? Or a PC game. Then it might be like a long-ass time, dude. So what's – so we're looking at 90 – 32 years would be 1990. You want to go all out? Want to go all balls on that? 32? Sure. 32 years? Correct. <laughs> yes. Nice. All right. God of – oh, God. Here we go. This is a haunting image. we got Kratos without any facial hair. God of War's Kratos appeared as a playable character in which Mortal Kombat game? Was it Mortal Kombat X, Mortal Kombat Armageddon, Mortal Kombat 2011, Mortal Kombat vs. DC Universe? I don't fucking know this. Um, X, I had a ton of characters, I, th I think. I think it was 2011. We're going to agree to disagree then because I think it's Mortal Kombat X. But let's go 2011 because you're better at guessing. Correct. Unbelievable. <laughs> Stop this. Nice. Stop this nonsense. In Assassin's Creed Origins, protagonist Bayek is from which Egyptian village? Is it Siwa, Philadelphia, Heraklion, or Kirkasaros? <laughs> It's definitely not Philadelphia, although I could be completely wrong about that. Um, I, I've, not, I've, not, I've never played this, this game. game. I have no idea. I had this game and I played like three hours of it and never went back because I couldn't stand it. I wanted to like – I want to like every Assassin's Creed game, but I have not liked any of them except for the, the pirate one. Um, I love the setting. I, I mean I, I love the idea of Assassin's Creed Origins being in Egypt. I think that's super cool. I just never played it because I, I heard it was like 100 fucking hours long and I didn't really want to play that long of a game. All of these look like the right answer to me. And Philadelphia is not a fucking Well, I mean all but Philly. I, it's, it's, <laughs> I believe it's Siwa. S-I-W-A. Uh, that sounds like, a, it sounds like a good hometown for a guy named Bayek. So does Kirkasaros. Heraklion. That's, that's, that, that's too, those are too hard to say. Just pick Siwa. Correct. <laughs> I did play that game, to be fair. I thought it looked familiar. Question 9 of 15. I, I'm actually getting nervous here. Who is this character from Samurai Showdown of 2019? So for the listeners, he looks like he's dressed like uh, an old school like castle guard um, but he also has samurai gear on, uh, so he's he got. Looks like a, he looks like a he looks like a ninja. He's got pirate pants with, with like he looks like a ninja, but he's got like classic um, knight 
like boots and pauldrons. Yeah. So is his name Tam Tam? Not to be confused with Bam Bam. Is his name Jubai Yagyu? Is his name Hanzo Hatori? Or is his name Yoshitora Tokugawa? I think his name... What was the question above? Wasn't there a Yagyu already from... Um... No, Kaz- Kazu- uh, Kazuma Kai. I'm going to judge this. I'm going to I'm gonna guess solely based on what I think sounds like a, a game character's Hanzo. name. And I'm going to say Hanzo Hattori. Yeah, that's where I'm at. Correct. Yes. <laughs> Dude, that's nine. Here goes question number 10. We have no business getting a couple of these right. Set to release in 2023. When was Action RPG Grand Blue Fantasy Relink? Oh fuck! First announced. Yeah. Who the hell knows? A long. It's, it's got to be like 2010, 2012, 2016, 2016 probably. You want to go 2016? Because I have no. Clue. Yeah, because that's like long ago, but it's not like super long ago. 2018 is really fucking long ago too, man. It's almost five years ago. Yeah, but that's only four years. That's like a normal development cycle. I, they're asking this question because it's probably a little bit long. All right, we'll go so 2016. 2016. Correct. <laughs> I'm going to lose my fucking mind here. Which of these PS3 games does not have a 95 average critic score on Metacritic? Which one does not have a 95? Last of Us, Metal Gear Solid 4, Guns of the Patriots, Red Dead Redemption or Little Big Planet? I mean, I want to say Little Big Planet. That would be my first guess. Do you know if Last of Us is higher than 95? I know that Last of Us and Red Dead are probably both higher than 95. Well, uh, which does 95. I'm going to say Little Big Planet, dude. Yeah, because 95 is the score that they're looking for. So Red Dead and Last of Us probably have 95. Although Metal Gear Solid 4, I don't think it was really well received. I know that it was not well received compared to the other three before it, but I don't know what that means. Can you think of anything wrong with Little Big Planet that would not earn it a 95? No, I remember it was kind of a phenomenon when the PS3 came out. People really liked it. You want to go – I guess it it didn't come out – What's up? You want to go Metal Gear? Sure. That seems high for Metal Gear Solid 4. I mean, it's kind of a guess. It's kind of, I mean, either one is kind of a guess, so. It's not Red Dead or Last of Us. I don't think so. Ah, fuck. I'm going to go. I'm going to go Metal Gear Solid 4. Okay. This, this is not our gut. Now, let's stick with our gut instinct. They say always follow. Let's go Little Big Planet. You want to go, go with our gut? It's up to you, man. All right, little you're big planet the, it is. You're the one with the control. Damn it, it's Metal Gear. Are you kidding me? God. <laughs> I should have. Damn it. All right, well, 12 of 15. Here we go. Which actor played, played, and it's all downhill from here, folks. Which actor played key character Martin Septim in the Elder Scrolls IV Oblivion? Was it John Cleese, Robbie Coltrane, Sean Bean, or Patrick Stewart? I think it's Sean Bean. Yeah. Correct. Oh, my God. It's the only... mm, I'm going to go there. Wipeout HD received an expansion and re-release in 2009. What was it called? Wipeout HD Zero, Wipeout HD Endzone, Wipeout HD Flash, or Wipeout HD Fury. 
Um, probably zero. Might have been Fury though. Oh, Flash man, that's 2009. That was a long ass time. Ago. It's not end zone. That's a football term. Flash, uh, maybe because you're dealing with speed. Fury makes it sound nah, like it's either Fury or zero. I think it's zero. I would say Fury. Oh, you're gonna go Fury? You think zero? <laughs> I'll go Fury. Yeah, Fury's correct. Good job, Jake. What is Virgil's sword, Virgil's sword called in the Devil May Cry series? Is it called Zengetsu? Zengetsu? Mas- Masumuni, Zabimaru, or Yamato? It's gotta be I have Yamato. no idea. It's got to no. be Yamato. Never played this game. Okay. Yamato, correct. It just sounds like a sword name. How much internal flash memory does the PSP Go have? 32 gigs, 8 gigs, 64 gigs, or 16? Um, flash memory, probably 8. I have no idea. I never owned a PSP, so I don't know. I'm going to go 8 because anything else seems too high for the time. Nope, it's 16. Shit. Well, we missed two, guys. So, uh, again, we should get a job at Push Square, it says. Thanks for that. That was a good little quiz. But, um, man, I haven't been taking any of my time notes. That that makes me annoyed. Um, we've, we've been talking a lot. Uh, so the, the notes, the timestamps are going to be all jacked up. But anyways, so this is an interesting point um see this podcast has been so good for the listeners because i haven't had to keep track i've been keeping track of time um let me see here all right so playstation picks uh this is an article from push square um they wrote about how sony was beefing up their publishing um for chinese games and in a recent deal sony now owns the publishing rights for a new game or for a game that i believe is coming up called con Conval- convalaria and i looked at the video and this game's really really pretty um it's a co-op third person shooter game it's slated for release for ps4 and ps5 and from my understanding this game may work a little bit like the divisions multiplayer because it's going to feature pvp and pve um the game is in development by a studio called long force or loom for force and they've indicated they are happy to have sony's support Jake, have you uh, – I've got different opinions. I don't know a whole lot, you know, about PlayStation's reach and all this stuff. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I I, I just uh, – I think this game looks cool. And we don't usually see a lot of Chinese games in general. Um, and I, I, I don't know what the reason is. I, I would think that they're so guarded over there about the content they can make and what they're doing. But, I mean, obviously their workforce has to be ridiculous. Um, I, I know there was that game black, it was called black desert or something that was being made yeah. in China. And, uh, the graphics on that looked ridiculous. I don't know if that game's out yet. Is it out? Do you know? Yeah, it's been out. Yeah. Um, it all, it looked really pretty. Uh, so I, I'm not surprised this game looks really nice. Um, but we are seeing more and more from studios that, uh, have kind of not had a presence in the U S for sure. Um, and I don't know what else what else loom force or long for it's L O O N G force has worked on, but this game looks really cool. Do you have any opinions? It, it does. It does look interesting. I'm just kind of scrubbing through the trailer. It does look, uh, very, it does have like a kind of a destiny esque kind of feel to it, but it's, it seems like the combat is a little bit more on the, 
I don't want to say action RPG side, but like it's it seems like it's a little faster, a little bit more. Yeah. You know, it's it's obviously a a third person game as opposed to a first person game, but I don't know. It could be it could be good. I mean, I mean, I don't know if did did you say if if it's uh, exclusive or not? Uh, I know that they picked up publishing rights for it, so they're working, I think, hand in hand with this company now. So it's probably hmm. going to well, who knows if it's exclusive, but. Sony's going to have the publishing rights to it. Interesting. Yeah, for sure. So we got some more news on the Witcher remake. CD Projekt Red have made the news a lot lately, Jake, especially on our show, and they're doing it again. Uh, They have indicated... CD Projekt Reddit indicated that the remake of their original Witcher game is actually a reimagining of that game. And it's going to feature open world gameplay that, that much like The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. They also made sure to indicate that that project, though, is still very far in the future. Years away, in fact. This is really good news. Uh... I don't know that I would want to just play a remake of the, the, the first Witcher as it is as it exists it was the studio's first game that they ever made and i had it on my mac and then when the mac os updated it no longer could play 16-bit applications so i got locked out of being able to play the witcher 1 and 2 which might be for the better i'll just wait a couple years and play the witcher the original witcher i got through a bit of it and it was actually cool they're i'm guessing they're going to maintain all the same story beats which is pretty much remake the whole fucking game um, which is I'm fine with. I'm good. Good with it. Um, Jake, do you have anything on that? Um, no, but I, I love that the fucking people who have IMAX that have just drunk the Kool-Aid are just totally chill with them just locking you out of your own applications. Yeah, not cool with it at <laughs> I all. I just think that's fucking rad. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, not fucking cool with it. It was a Steam game that I bought that was Mac OS, but then they they did something with the fucking system's inability to run 16-bit applications. I don't know why they fucking did that. Anyway, you probably mean 32-bit, but yeah, yeah, that's, yeah that's sorry, it's pretty meant, shitty. Yeah. Um, and then as an aside, uh, CD Projekt Red has also seen their most successful third quarter ever. They've done a really good job pulling Cyberpunk out of the gutter. And uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention how lucky they are that Edge Runners on Netflix actually was successful. Um, it's actually really good. Um, I'm actually four episodes in now. And uh, I did notice that not only is Edge Runners on Netflix, but Cyber- or CD Projekt Red was very heavily involved in this game. And I didn't realize that because the first episode, when you get a phone call, when the person's getting a phone call, it's like, doo, 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 doo. it's the exact same audio. It's, it's the game. Yeah. It's the game audio. So it's, even the way it looks, the visuals are exactly like in the game. It's really cool. Yeah. The apartments are the same as your apartment and stuff. It's it's really, really cool. Um, I'm in four episodes. If you're a cyberpunk person and you've enjoyed that game, Edge Runners is awesome. And Jake, I know you've gotten through the whole thing. I, it's really good, but it is it is hyper violent, and it's really uh, there. It's sexualized. It's uh, I don't, don't know. Don't watch it with your kids in the room. Yeah, it's fucking insane. It's a uh, it's pretty wild. But yeah, so definitely uh, that's interesting. 
Um, next news point that I thought was interesting this past week is that um, there's a new spot, Jake, a new promo spot. It's about a minute. And I'm guessing this is probably going to show up in theaters. People go see movies and stuff. It's a uh, Sony, bra- like not, not bragging, but like showing off all their first party achievements. Not really their achievements, but first party games. It's like a lot of video from their, from their games. Video can be seen on the PlayStation's YouTube channel, I believe. And it really does make a PlayStation gamer super proud of that company because the video hosts a variety of successful games such as God of War, Forbidden West, Gran Turismo 7, The Last of Us Part 1, Ratchet and Clank, Ghost of Tsushima, Returnal, Uncharted, I think even a few other games. Look at that list of games and like the fucking best games out there. Like it, it's, it's, you can't, I guess it is subjective, but you can't really deny it. But the, my issue with this trailer, and if you watch it, it's really weird because the voiceover is really weird. Um, I don't like it. I don't like the voiceover, mm. but I think the video is super cool. <laughs> Did you uh, did you watch that at all? Did you see that come across this past week? That trailer? No, I mean, well, I mean, I it's it's just a promo that they're gonna like push into movies and stuff, which is cool. Um, but it's not something that I really felt compelled to <laughs> to watch. Listen to the voiceover on it, though. When you get a chance, it's it's so bad. It, it's almost like they're trying to hypnotize somebody. It's like Clockwork Orange shit. Like it's weird. Hmm. Um, I feel that way. The voice is just, it just doesn't fit. It's like too loud. Maybe the voice is too loud or something. I don't know. I didn't like the way it was mixed. That's all I got to say about that. Weird. So the December, 2022 PlayStation plus essential games, Jake have been announced and it's a really nice lineup. Uh, this has me really thinking Jake, that we have to get our mass effect two spoiler cast out of the way. It's a prime opportunity for us to finally give the listeners what, what we've promised and to perhaps rope in new listeners. So let's get it done. The games are free games, Mass Effect Legendary Edition, which is Mass Effect 1, 2, and 3, Biomaster, and Divine Knockout, which just released on December 6th. So actually, it's not out yet. If you haven't, if you haven't, if you haven't played the Mass Effect trilogy, no fucking brainer. That one is a definitely definite snag. I've heard Biomutant is cool but they tried to do too much with it so i kind of wanted to try it out but i didn't want to pay money for it so it's kind of cool that this is available it might be worth uh digging into yeah divine knockout looks like a like a smash brothers type kind of clone but you're like these little these little gods or whatever which is kind of a neat little concept but i don't know much else about it and i did say that divine knockout just released on december 6th we're recording this on the 4th so i don't know where i am at but yeah so it's not out yet it'll be out on tuesday tuesday so anyway just a little fyi um jake this next news point is kind of interesting i think and i had forgotten all about this game and uh you'll probably remember this but goodbye volcano high yeah First made its debut appearance at the PS5 showcase in 2020. It's got a new trailer indicating the game's coming out in 2023. The game is also going to release on Steam as well as PS4 and PS5. The game's being developed by Co-op, K-O underscore O-P. The elevator pitch is the world is about to explode just in time for senior year. And uh, the press kit on the game's website... Um, 
boasts a little bit about what this game actually is. It says it's going to have branching narratives with far-reaching consequences. It's got a fully voice-acted cast. It's going to integrate Sony's haptic technology. It's going to be hand-drawn art. Also, um, it was written using the storytelling engine that powers Heaven's Vault, 80 Days, and Sorcery. The game also features original soundtrack. Um, and I'm not sure that this game's going to be for me, Jake, but I do appreciate the kind of vibe that it has. It's got kind of that nostalgic vibe. Even the characters are kind of weird, like unicorns and stuff. It's really fucking weird looking. Um, but there was another dinosaurs, game. dinosaurs, dude. What's that? They're fucking dinosaurs. Uh, it's about like dinosaurs before this volcano fucking kills well, them Well, there you go. So yeah, anyways, there, there was another – they're in high school, right? So there was another yeah. game that tugged at my heartstrings that was essentially a walking simulator. It was called Gone Home. And uh, I think they're going to be different games obviously, but I bet it has a similar impact on a gamer because I think you're going to be revisiting like uh, high school years, right? Like older, older uh, gamers like ourselves. It's going to harken back to maybe some weird memories. I think you're in a band in this game, um, which is awesome. And uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. They are dinosaurs. I forgot. Yeah, that is the premise of it. They're dinosaurs. And I think it they looks like it. End. It looks like it might be a little bit closer to something like um, the first season of uh, Wolf Among Us. Life is strange. Life is strange. Ooh, maybe yeah. Without maybe, yeah. without all the, without all the fucking magicy shit, but like just how it's all like you know kids in high school and it's you know a lot of walking and conversations and choice and all this stuff. Maybe like some light puzzles. I, it, it doesn't seem to me like it's going to be anything too complicated. But if you're into the, you know, the the telltales, the walk, the life is strangers, the until dawns, you probably would be interested. Like that's probably the type of gameplay we're looking at here. Yeah, I don't think um, it's going to be gameplay heavy. But uh, it looks cool. The art's really cool. So I, I I don't know. I mean, depending on what the landscape looks like when it comes out, I may. Uh, Give it a shout just to see, just to see what it's up to. I wouldn't be surprised if this ends up on the essentials or extra on day one. It might, yeah, it could very well be a be like a day one freebie or something. Yeah. Okay, so Volcano High, a a hybrid cinematic narrative rhythm game, coming of age interactive movie experience. Yeah, because you're in a band. <laughs> that's that's on the the uh the the link that you had in the news point. It says goodbye goodbye volcano high colon a hybrid cinematic narrative slash rhythm game slash coming of age slash interactive movie experience. Huh. Sold. <laughs> what does that mean? Don't know, but I sound sounds like I might want to play. Drink that Kool-Aid, how about? Um Yeah, so uh this next news point strikes strikes me fancy. Man, my pen my pen fell on the floor and now it doesn't write. I think it got some dirt on the end of it. Um, I hate it when that happens. The uh, not to brag, Jake, about locking in a VR two because we don't even know if it's going to be good. But I'm a huge supermassive games fan, and I did really enjoy Until Dawn: Rush of Blood. We know the supermassive was working on almost like a sequel to that game for VR2, but we're going to have it on day one. So we will have the opportunity to take the Death Coaster, 
with Dark Pictures Switchback VR on day one. It will be a release game at $39.99, and I am stoked. I've kept up with all of the Dark Pictures Anthology games, with the exception to the latest one. Um, so I'm really excited for this. And then as an aside, Saints and Sinners 2, Walking Dead Saints and Sinners, is going to drop March 21st. So it will be out shortly after the PSVR 2 is released. Um, so here's the thing. Uh, did you play Until Dawn Rush of Blood on VR? No. It was really cool. Yeah, it's it's one of those games that's like a classic VR type experience, the on rails shooter kind of thing. But it looked really cool. I just never, I never played it. It was like the Devil's Den on crack. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, with no gum wall, no gum wall. That's un- that's it's just like a, it was like a, a dark coaster. Man, it's really dark and you know, it's scary. Things jump out at you. You got a gun. You try to shoot things as you go down the coaster. You try to unlock specials. Fucking felt the inertia of that fucking thing. It was awesome. It was super mm. cool. And then if you're familiar with their franchises, they, they reuse some of the enemies and some of the scary things that happen in those games that kind of like jump out at you. And yes, these cool little, you're on a roller coaster. It's kind of fun. When the game is supposed to be that you're on a roller coaster, I don't care that it's on, on tracks, right? Because that's the game. And you hear like yeah. a, and you've got the headset on. You're like, oh, fuck, here we go. And the lights go out. And you're like, oh, shit. It's fun. It's awesome. It's a good time. Anyways. Uh, moving forward to another really cool news point. For listeners who don't know, I remember at the Plex, Jake, watching a video of you getting seriously wrecked in a snowboarding video. It was on VHS, yeah. I believe. But I bring this up only because I remember an older PlayStation game called Cool Borders. I don't know if you remember Cool Borders or not. It was the best snowboarding game. Yes, PS1 game. Yeah, it was so good. Um, We used to have SSX for snowboarding games, but apparently that series isn't being revived anytime soon. A new game is coming out on the 6th called Shredders. And no, it's not about Mutant Turtles. It seems a bit more grounded than those other snowboarding games. More like the skate version of... Cool Borders. And uh, this game has also been out on Xbox for a while, but it just seems fitting to discuss now that we're in the winter weather. And Jake, you used to be a snowboarder, I think. So, yeah, I still have all my gear. I just don't go because it's expensive and it's really, really difficult to like you have to like travel to go do it. Mm-hmm. And like there's no place super close to go. And also... Even when I do go, just because of my knees and stuff, I can really only I, – I still enjoy it, but I can only handle like three, four hours at a time. And it's not worth it to like travel and pay the price and all that yeah. to just to go out for a few hours. Touche. So, but I will say when I bought my PS2 at launch, the game that I got with it was the original SSX. Oh, yeah. And I – Really liked it. It it was it was good, but it was like there was something goofy about how it controlled. Like it, it controlled a little bit weird. Because on N sixty four, we used to play this game called Ten Eighty Snowboarding. I don't know if you remember this game Mm-mm. at all, Mm-mm. but it's a it was like an arcade snowboarding game, kind of like a you could call it maybe like a Tony Hawk, but like snowboarding. This is before Sean Palmer snowboarding came out in. 
2001 or 2002, which was like supposed to be the snowboarding equivalent of Tony Hawk. But on N64, there was a game called 1080 Snowboarding. And after I got my PS2, I bought SSX because I was super into snowboarding at the time. I thought this would be the game for me. Um, and it was fun. Like I even I even ended up buying that SSX Tricky game later on. I don't know anything about that one. But uh, it was just – it's a little – it was just really stylish, I think. It was less about the snowboarding and more about the style. Okay. And I – it was fun. It was a fun game. But uh, I think at the time, I kind of wished it was a little bit more – about the snowboarding. So, but Shredders, I saw a trailer for it and it looks interesting. I don't know who's, do you know who's making it? No, I don't. Cause I, I'm curious. It, I did watch the trailer and it does look, it looks a smidge budgety. If I like the, the animations, mm-hmm. if I'm not going to lie, just, and that might just be because I know what snowboarding's supposed to look like. But, um, I don't know. Uh, it's cool though. It's it's neat that they're that they're still pushing snowboarding games, uh, even though developer I don't know is how big it is now. Is I illusions and let it roll, hmm. and it's published Never by Foam Punch, made in the Unity engine. So there's that. So it's probably relatively small kind of game, which or like an A tier. As opposed to like a triple A yeah, snowboarding game. It got me thinking that there's not a lot of snowboarding games out there. There really isn't. I don't know. It's kind of like skateboarding. I don't know that like I feel like even though in the circles it's very popular still, I don't think that it's got a lot of mass market appeal like it did. Like you remember in the in like the 90s and the early when 2000s X games when was, the X, yeah. X Games was fucking huge before like the internet and was metal really militia like all the bmx dudes and like all that shit was just awesome yeah all the like freestyle motocross and all this stuff was like enormous like that was like in the zeitgeist back then so these games were big but now it's not like that's not as big of a deal anymore yeah no you're right but yeah so, so that's if anyone's interested in uh snowboarding games that's that's one of probably your only option coming out december 6th well, there's that other one that we got that that other one that we got, um, where it's like more of like an open world thing. What the fuck was it called? It was pretty bit. It was a pretty big game. Oh, doesn't matter. Never mind. You can move on. Oh, you're talking about Frack. Fracked. No, not <laughs> fracked. Although you are kind of snowboarding down the mountain or skiing on that the one. VR game. No, <laughs> that's a VR game where you take out people who are fracking. You just kill them. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying to remember what the hell that name of that game was now. It was like – it was something weird like downhill – no, I, I don't know. We can move on. Yeah. It doesn't matter. I'm not going to sit here and like – Yeah, it doesn't. The listeners don't think care about, about it. it. All right. Uh, we, we spoke briefly about the Game Awards coming up and, and Jeff Keighley as of I think just recently – Steep. Huh? Steep. Steep, yeah, thank you. So Jeff, Jeff Keeley uh, released something on Twitter just saying he wasn't going to say the time length or the length of the Game Awards, but they are going to be shortened this year. Um, but he did, he wouldn't say how much shorter. But we did get word that Tekken 8 will be at the Game Awards. Now, Tekken is Jake's favorite game ever. And uh, we may have a chance to see Unreal Engine 8 in full effect We'll see. I think this game is possibly looking at a 
2023 launch. Um, Jake, what would it take for you to jump back into the world of Tekken? Uh, if I didn't have to pay for it. <laughs> so I, no money barrier? I, no, no I, I mean if I could just download it and mess around with it and see if I would get into it, I'd be interested. But fighting games really aren't my bag anymore. So I would have to – I mean they never really were. I just got hooked on a couple of them. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I love – Tekken in the universe and like the whole concept of it is really interesting about like fucking throwing your kid off a cliff and shit like that. But like it's uh it's one of those things that I would have to have the opportunity to just play it and see if I could get hooked before I committed to buying it. Yeah. Because I don't, I don't know that I could put that much time. That's fair. This. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I when it man, there used to be a uh, Sega Genesis game. It was a fighting game, and uh, it had a character named Larson. Shit, now i got to look this up. It was my, one of my favorite fighting games. Um, Sega Genesis fighting game Larson. It was called Eternal Champions. It was one of the best fucking fighting games I've ever played. Um, not even necessarily because of the quality of the game, but the characters were all rad and they all had really cool moves. This is like when everyone was hopping onto the uh, the fighting game trend that Mortal Kombat and Street – well, Street Fighter pioneered. But then you know, Mortal Kombat got violent and then we had these people, these companies that found like this in-between of like kind of violent but not. Um, but Eternal Champions was <laughs> – it's a deep cut was one of my favorite fighting games ever. And uh, if they re- if they announced and released a new Eternal Champions, I'd lose my shit. I'd be like, I am 100% day one in. I'll pay 70 bucks <laughs> for it. Um, but like I just wondered if you had an affinity for Tekken. But Tekken has been – there have been iterations since your heyday with Tekken. Like it has been out there for you to stay involved in. Eternal Champions was a one and done I think. And it was back in the Genesis era. So – I, ha- I don't think that game's ever coming back. But, yeah, if, if our listeners have a favorite fighting game, um, I know Guilty Gear is a big one people like. Uh, you know, Blaze Blue, I think, is another one people enjoy. Mortal Kombat, obviously. Street Fighter, obviously. I wonder if anyone has any deep-cut fighting games that they're really into, like like the equivalent of My Eternal Champions. <laughs> well, people were really into I It's not necessarily a deep-cut, but it's a little bit of a like a, like a, like a shallow cut is uh, – Killer Instinct, yeah, 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 was yeah, really yeah. big in the arcade and stuff. And clay Fighter, that, that game had that game had really cool Clay Fighter. <laughs> yeah, that game had really cool visuals. I remember seeing the, that in the arcade and being like, "Wow, some of those enemies look fucking badass." Or the the fighters, yeah, Killer Instinct wasn't that like a lot of weren't they like monsters? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. I'm looking right now at a list of the top ten Fury of Fighters. Looks like it was straight up Street Fighter characters not not street fighter but streets of rage fighters um i don't why is eternal champions not on this top 10 list it was the best it was probably because it wasn't very oh good. it is it is on there so it says i'm just gonna read this real quick because i i forgot about eternal champions now and then we'll move on to the next news point this is on 8bitpickle.com it says eternal champions makes the top 10 sega genesis fighting games ever it says at first glance you might not find this game impressive but if you took the time to look into Eternal Champions, you will see the effort that went into making this a great video game. 
or yeah, a great video game different from other fighters at the time. The characters appear to be stereotypical. They are, but so much thought was put into each one. They do not come across as being tacky. The game had not the game had not only had a decent story, but also had an interesting backstory that for each character in the game. The whole world was in trouble because too many important people having their lives cut short over time. Nine of these special people who died prematurely will be brought back to fight in a tournament with the winner having a second chance to live out their destiny and save the world. Internal champions would let players grab their opponents, unleash cool combos, and have different types of attacks ranging from light to heavy. There were also overkills, like fatalities, that you could use to finish off your opponent. Opponent, just like other fighting games on the list, having a six-button controller was a must if you want the controls to be as easy as possible. Um, if the game flew under your radar and you have a Sega Genesis, it's worth giving this game a try. Or better still, go for the Sega CD version of the game, which has many additions Ooh, I didn't know there was a Sega CD version. But anyways, yeah, Eternal Champions. Do you remember playing fighting games on the Genesis? Because the regular controller just had A, B, and C. And you had, like, you had to press the start button to switch to the top row. And then the start button to switch to the bottom row. So if you wanted to do kicks, you'd use A, B, and C. Press start, and it'd flip it to the punches. So that you had to use a button to toggle those three buttons. That sounds horrible. Yeah, and then they released a six-button controller, but the but the top row buttons were gray, and they were really fucking tiny. But they were there, so you could play that way. Oh, God, I'm one eternal champion so bad. Huh. Uh, it's so good. All right, anyways, I'll shut up about fighting games. But, yeah, Tech, Tekken 8, Unreal Engine. Oh, yeah, yeah, Unreal Engine 8, right? UE8 is one. Unreal right. Engine, Unreal Engine 5. 5. I wrote 8, yeah, sorry, yes. Tekken 8, sorry. My brain's a little scrambled. So, very cool. Check out the Game Awards. It should be on there. And uh, let's move on to that next news point. And this episode is going very well. Now that we got through all the hiccups, HBO, you guys know the Last of Us series, is dropping very soon on HBO. And there are some serious posters recently featuring all of the cast members. Um, the main cast. Did you see members. the new trailer? No, they just put out. No, I didn't watch. They just put a new trailer. I think yesterday. You, it's really good. Yeah, I'm 100 percent on board, it's, man. It's more. It, it focuses. It seems like it focuses a little bit. It shows a little bit more, at least, about like Bella Ramsey as Ellie, Ellie which is kind of neat. Yeah. Did you see these posters? I haven't seen the posters. Dude, click that no. link and just look real quick because the characters are so fucking spot on. Like, look at Henry and Sam, dude. Perfect. P- their their outfits are perfect. And then the dude who plays, uh, what was his name, Alan? Uh, or Frank, sorry, Frank. I don't know about Offerman as, uh, as Bill. He looks a little weird with the long hair like that. I think his hair looks too fake in the poster. It's like a little too puffy. Don't you think? I don't know. Uh, yeah, he's got a little too much flow going on. And, it's and those shotgun it like shells it, it, are just way too red. It's it's it, yeah. It seems like it he, he needs a little little less poofy. I, I agree with you about that. His hair needs to be less poofy. But um, I'm all in. I I love um, Tommy. Tommy looks great. Tommy, yeah. Looks badass. Uh, so, Sarah, his daughter's black in this? 
Where? Sa- isn't Sarah his daughter? Where do you see Sarah at? It's like the first one after the two. Nico Parker, Sarah. Yeah, I guess he. I guess she could be. I mean, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not saying there's. Uh, I don't have an issue. She's not in the game. Right. She's not in the game. That's why I was. That's why I was right. curious. But I think uh, Pedro Pascal is also. He's he's not a straight white dude. You know what I mean? I'm, I mean, I'm he's, not he's, straight he's, as in he's like he's, he's gay, but like he he's not Caucasian. I don't believe he's not a white guy. He's Hispanic, but yeah. So I don't know. It, it was uh, that's a I take was just, on Joel also. I, well, I just I saw that character and I was like I was like who is who is this supposed to be? And then I remembered. Oh, I think Sarah is Joel's. Daughter. It is. Yeah, that's her name. Yeah, yeah. That's that's different. Um, but all the all the other ones look pretty spot on. Yeah. Relatively, they speaking. look like the characters. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I, I think the only reason that that's jarring to me is because that scene in the Last of Us Part One is so emotional, and it's ingrained in my head what that scene um, feels like and looks like. And Sarah is Sarah to me. You know what I mean? Like Joel, Sarah is is that's that's her. Like no one else can. They should have just got. She's probably too old now that actress to do it because that scene kills in the game. But I, I'm curious to see how it plays out in the, uh, in the show, man, it's going to be fucking fantastic. Um, I don't have any issue with how they casted anybody here. I think it's going to be interesting as hell. And I think it's going to be really fucking good. Pedro Pascal is such a great actor. And I think Bella is a great actor. Also actress, sorry, but I think I want to see this new trailer now because I thought the first trailer didn't really offer much of a look at how she's playing Ellie. So I kind of want to see. Is there any like witty sh- shit going on in the new trailer? A little bit, yeah. Okay, that's good. Yeah, she, she's she's messing around a little bit. That's good. That 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 poster for Sam looks just weird. It like lo- I don't it know looks like a B movie poster. That, like what? Like why? Why does he have shit all over his face and like? Like he looks like a mannequin. I don't know. It's it's really bizarre, but I do think that the casting seems like it's going to be pretty good. Oh, I thought you were talking about fucking Bill. Sorry the Bill, the Bill poster to me looks like a B movie. It's like it does a little. It does a little. It's bit. like you know, you know like I used to seeing you. You know, like real movies end up getting like a knockoff version of it. Like yeah, like it, the the picture of Nick Offerman as Bill. In this poster, if you just change it to the last of them and like put it on a shelf at Blockbuster, and like, like you'd be like, oh, okay, I see what they're doing here, <laughs> and it would make sense. But it doesn't look like it's it's fucking super high quality. That picture of Offerman. I hope he plays a role well, though. Of course, yeah. And the Sam picture, it looks like he's like kneeling on the hood of a car or something. What what is he kneeling on there? I gotta blow it up. There's like paint cans or something. Let me look here. Yeah, he's kneeling down in an attic, it looks like. Yeah, he does have, like, a lot of grime on his face. And it also looks like he had, like, you know, like, sometimes when people go sun tanning and they put things over their eyes in the tanning booth so their eyes don't get burnt? Like, his eyes in this, for whatever reason, look like they've been superimposed. Look like those little thingies. Yeah, yeah it looks like he had he reminds on. me. He kind of reminds me a little bit. Of like just like he looks a little bit like young Michael Jackson <laughs> in this yeah. picture. 
But yeah, uh, like the Jackson Five for sure. Yeah, like the Jackson Five, Michael Jackson. But I, I think that uh, I really hope that he doesn't have like like a said, skin disorder because it, I mentioned that about his eyes. I, I, I don't know if he does or not, so I take it back if he does. But it looks, it seriously looks like someone photoshopped his, his eyes in and didn't adjust the contrast or the brightness correctly. Yeah, it does look strange. Anyways, fucking cool. We'll have to see. I mean, it comes out, and I think uh, they – unless – it's like January 17th, I think. Look it up, man. It's coming out real soon. I'm, I'm going to – It's it's in the trailer. It's like January 17th or something like I'm gonna that. I'm going to be all in on it's that. Like, it's dude. like three weeks – three or four weeks away. Or it's more now, like a month and a half, but yeah. still. Yeah, it's, like, it's like a year out. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, uh, let's move forward. Um, that that those posters look rad, though. It's cool to see the other characters that they cast. Um, this is the last news point, and I don't know if this is relevant. It's it's surely relevant. I I don't have a lot to offer on this, but I wanted to bring it up. Uh, initial impressions of the Callisto Protocol, the game that Sony dumped a ton of hours into to help this studio put out the trailers look amazing it's from the original creator of the dead space um the game's out initial impressions have been lukewarm and i don't have a lot to say uh i don't want this game spoiled so i didn't go in and look at reactions or look at gameplay footage or look at whatever because the game to me still seems like it's good based on the promotion um, I haven't purchased it yet because I haven't finished God of War yet. And I don't know, Jake, if that's why you weren't a day one purchaser of this game or if you were actually going to wait mm-hmm. for the the, the uh, reviews. But the embargo lifted, I believe, on the day the game was released or the day before. And that's always a tall tale sign that there might be problems with the game. Um, it's never a good sign when that happens. But regardless, they did one hell of a job promoting the game. And this may be a situation where the promotion was better than the actual product. Now, it's currently a 76 on Metacritic, and that's not bad. But I did see that the game is refreshingly very linear and uh, that the combat seems to be um, interesting um, as far as like the way they handle it. But I think it could be buggy. I saw some some of the stuff on... Uh, Metacritic where people said that it just doesn't feel polished at points like the graphics, mm. the way it handles, it feels a little janky. Um, so it might have been good that neither of us picked this up. Uh, I mean, I would have. I don't know. I'm I'm still going to play it. I, I think that like 76 is not a it's not bad. Um, it's not a bad like people think that like because it's something not a in the 70s, 90s something, is, yeah. is bad because it's not, you know fucking in 96 or something that doesn't mean it's not good it's just um i don't know i you know i've seen some comments about how it's not you know it, it it's inspired heavily by dead space which and maybe there's a little bit of uh people aren't as as blown away as they were when that game came out it's like because the the state of the industry or something. Right. I don't know, and and maybe there are some bugs and things like that, and that's another thing that hopefully, if we wait a couple weeks to get to it, that some of that stuff will be ironed out, patched out by then. But 
Um, I'm going to reserve judgment because I still think that the game looks really good. And I'll remind the audience that one of the greatest PS3 games ever, which was uh, Space Marine, was like a 70-something. So (laughs) I can't wait for – dude, did you see the new – that Warhammer game? That's first person. Yeah, that game looks awesome. Is that all online? It's, it's multiplayer. Fuck. Yeah, it's a multiplayer game. It looks great. I was, I saw a trailer for it. I was like, oh, this looks fucking awesome. And then I looked into it, and it's like a it's like an all multiplayer game, like Vermintide and stuff like uh, that. And I, and I and I I've always been interested in trying that stuff. I just don't want to play online, so it's really kind of pointless for me. Man, I wonder but if it looks it's great. Easy to squad up with random people. Um, it might be. I've been enjoying Call of Duty online with randos. I, I don't like the randos, to be honest. I like playing with friends, but I'll just mute everybody just to play the game. Um, I will just give you the quick conclusion on Pushquare about Callisto Protocol, and this is their review. Um, at the end of their review, they always give pros and cons. And uh, the very first comment on their review uh, it says, personally, it being like Dead Space is a positive, not a negative. So on their cons list, That's cool. they have... It's a bit too much like Dead Space. But then a user wrote in and said, well, that's not necessarily a bad thing. So the conclusion the Push Square came to on the Callisto Protocol, they've played the whole thing, I guess. It says the Callisto Protocol is a, is a consistently good game that, when it's at its best, gives many of the survival horror grades a run for their money. However, there's no getting around the fact that the game has very little to truly call its own. In borrowing so heavily from Dead Space, there's always a sense of having been there, done that. Now, I guess if you've never played Dead Space like myself, it's probably fucking fantastic. Um, They wrap it up with a a sense that says, with frame rate issues and an unimaginative story with poor characters, the Callisto Protocol is Mm. good, but it's not great. The pros are it's good, weighty combat system, refreshingly linear, brutal death animations, and excellent cinematics. The cons are it's a bit too much like Dead Space has mostly boring characters and has frame rate issues. Um, the only thing that, that really kind of concerns me maybe is the frame rate issue. Yeah. Um, everything else sounds okay yeah. to me. Yeah, me I mean, too. it's it, like, like I don't, you know, when, when, uh, when, uh, Iga made that spiritual successor to symphony of the night. And it was basically just symphony of the night with new fucking characters and shit in it. It's like nobody gave him shit for that. Right. This is the guy that made Dead Space. Like, oh, no longer been there, works done this EA. before. Yeah. Right. Yeah. This guy worked worked on Dead Space. Left, made his own studio. Was like, why is nobody fucking making games like this? Basically, just made another Dead Space game. Right. And they're like, it's too much like Dead Space. It's like, okay, I get it. If that's your, if that's you know, if you if you were expecting something more, I get that. But I kind of was like expecting this to be basically a Dead Space game. So. That doesn't really turn me off all that much, but I am kind of concerned, as I always am with every fucking game now, frame like rate. how buggy is it going to be? What's the frame rate going to be like? Is it going to be 60 frames most of the time? Um, so we'll have to see. This game could be an absolute nightmare for me to play because of where my my TV is in my, my living room, which has six huge windows. Blinds, and man. if this game is a lot of darkness... Um, it's going to be impossible for me to play unless it's dark outside yeah. <laughs> so, because I won't be able to see the fucking TV. Yeah, I've, I so, have issues uh, sometimes. But anyway, I mean, I'm not I'm, like I, I still want to play it. I'm going to probably watch a couple more reviews on it just to kind of get an idea and make sure that there isn't anything that really sticks out that's a big negative for me. But I'll probably still play it after this. Yeah, um, I may or may not 
whenever uh, we'll see what I don't know if reviews have come out yet for Crisis Core, but I am curious what that's how that's going to land. Um, depending on how they both look, maybe Crisis Core gets a bump. I'm not sure, but we'll have to see. Yeah. I still do want to play it though. My next game is going to be Call of Duty campaign for uh, Cold War. Cold War, and then I think I'm going to move back into Cyberpunk and try to get through the the story missions just uh, in time so I can get Edge Runners running. Um, or the not Edge Runners, but the DLC when it releases, whatever it's called again. Anyways, let's move on to new games. Jake, the list is all right this this week. Um, December fifth, Sword Ship. December sixth, Divine Knockout. That's going to be an essential game. We talked about that earlier. Firefighting Simulator, The Squad, Hindsight, Cuckoo's Lost Pets, Shredders, which we talked about on the show, Sky, Children of Light, and Warhammer Forty Thousand Inquisitor, Martyr. So many Warhammer games, dude. December 7th, Bot Gaiden, Terror of Hamasaurus, and Tajus. December 8th, Chained Echoes, Samurai Maiden, The Forest Quartet, The Rumblefish 2. Mm, is that a trophyware game coming through? Uh, Watch on the Holy Night. And December 9th, Adventure Academia, The Fractured Continent, and Cyber Hook. Which is not about prostitutes. Just so you know. <laughs> I'm trying what are you to looking see? up. December 13th. Okay, so it comes out next week. Crisis Core does. Okay, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Jake, that's it for the show. I apologize for the rocky start this morning. It's uh, We're moving in. It's almost noon on Sunday. We'll get this uploaded to everybody as soon as I possibly can. I've got some stuff going on at the house. I got to get cranked out. My uh, 3D printer had a had a misprint on it recently, um, so I had to empty the vat and uh, take the FEP film off it. And I got to get that all ready to go again, ready to rock and roll. Um, but I did want to tell the listeners I thought about doing something just for fun, and uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think I'll, I'll, I think I'll probably do this. Uh, so I found this really cool, Jake, and I sent you a picture. And this is only on the contingent that we get a song in Cyberpunk, the DLC. But you probably can't see him super well, but I've got a little mini Jackie Wells here. Uh, I 3D printed this guy, and I'm in the middle of painting him. And I'll probably make another one of them. One for me and maybe one for a patron. If we get our song in Cyberpunk, I will hand paint and mail one of our patrons a mini Jackie Wells from Cyberpunk. Um, free of charge. And uh, that's a little inspiration maybe. And, and again, this is only going to happen if we get our song picked to go into the DLC. Otherwise, there's no reason to fucking celebrate by sending out a miniature Jackie. But – I think I'm going to do it if uh, if we get the song picked. And I think we've got a good chance. So I'm not just talking, just not talking, not just running my mouth. So if you want to be a patron, sign up. And if we get our – this is like the two thing. This is the uh, – if you've ever seen uh, that movie with uh, uh, De Niro and that dude uh, – oh, man. I can't remember his name. Um uh, there's a thing that happens, right? They're they're gambling. What the hell, movie Jake? You don't watch a lot of movies. Ah, shit. Bradley Cooper's in it. 
um, and De Niro. What is that? It's a comedy. Uh, De Niro, Bradley Cooper. It's called, ah, oh, Jesus, Silver Linings Playbook. Um, they're gambling. And, and at the end of the thing, they have a, uh, I'm not a gambler, but there's a word. There's a term that's used, a parlay. They do a parlay. Um, the parlay is this. It is these two things have to happen. Um, you have to be a patron and we have to get the song in cyberpunk for this to be a thing. But if it if those things come together, one lucky patron will get a painted hand painted mini Jackie Wells in the mail. And if that's not enough reason to give us a dollar a month, I don't know what the fuck is. All right. Anyways, I'm done. Why would they even bother signing up until they hear that we've won though? <laughs> you got to be signed up between now and oh, oh okay, and, okay. And we will know the results of the contest by I believe February 10th. Um so if if you sign up to Patreon between now and February 10th for a dollar a month, you're getting yourself in the running for a hand-painted mini Jackie Wells. And just an F- FYI, you probably can't. They'll probably see. never tell you. They'll probably never tell you. The base is already going in Cyberpunk Yellow. It's going to be rad. Um, I, I, whenever Cyberpunk came out, they were doing this, this thing with Rockstar Energy Drinks, where you put all these codes in from the cans, and you had a chance to like win a Jeep or some shit, yeah. or like win free copies of the game. And or nobody whatever. fucking won anything. And, and I, like I. I I drink Rockstar from time to time, so I bought. So, so I was like, "Oh fuck! I'll just put these in. It doesn't take me but two seconds to enter them." I and mean, you get like free little like mini digital comics and shit like that. So I was like, "All right, I'll I'll give it a shot. Maybe I'll win a free copy of the game." Yeah, who knows? And like literally, never heard anything from them about who won. Who like? Cause you, you would think that they would send out a thing that's like, "Congratulations, oh, to the this winner. person won the grand prize or whatever," and like show a picture of them with the fucking Jeep or something. You know what I mean? Like most companies do shit like that. But whatever I, whatever mm-hmm. I like, mm-hmm. whenever the game came out, it was a fucking piece of shit. Everybody was upset. Then like all this stuff happened. Never got any feedback at all about like all these little codes that I put in. It's like I don't know if it's a scam or what it is. Yeah, but, man. But it seems like the, the song thing is a little bit more legit because somebody's going to win that. Well, they're they're picking but, between or, 10 and 15 tracks. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's going to be a lot of people with their music in this game that are just fans of the music. You know what I mean? Do you have any indication of how many songs are being submitted? No, but I went into the comments on the on the post on the Cyberpunk 2077 or the Cyberpunk.net website. And a lot of the tracks, there were no vocals. And they were just like, like atmospheric, like do 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 do, just fucking, just computer program shit, right? Yeah. So I, I think that what we did for this game is going to set us apart for sure. I just don't know if it's what they're looking for, because I don't yeah. know the style of game. I don't know what the style of game is. The DLC is going to be. You know, I ha- I have. I think it's just it's just going to be the game. It's just going to be more missions and shit. So, if you know, you said you tried to make something in the vein of Samurai. I don't see why that wouldn't be something that they would be interested. And it, in. And it has c- cyber cyberpunk lyrics. Like like, do you have to submit like a lyric? No, they stuff? didn't ask. And I I it would have helped us had we done it. 
Um, so, yeah, I mean, if you go to the comment section on the website, there's only six pages. Last I checked, there were only six. There's eight pages of comments. That's it. That's it. So mm. I don't know that there was a ton of interest. Um, there were a lot of people that were like, I'm not handing over all my fucking exclusive copyright of a song I write to you guys. Like, this is a terrible deal. It should be a dual licensing deal where and, – and granted, and, and some people were like, you guys are fucking corpo pigs too because you guys are trying to exploit musicians. And, and, and then there were some people like, oh my god, this is a great opportunity. This is a great opportunity for people to get their music heard. Like, it's a, it's a, it's a labor of love. It's, it's a passion project for anyone who loves the game to have their music in the game. Like, it should be looked at as nothing else. I'm of the mind somewhere in the middle where like it would be nice to get streaming royalties like on the song. But they can just fucking use it in their game, right? But it, it doesn't work that way. You get three grand, that's it. You get nothing else for your song. Um, so I'm of two minds, but fuck it, man. I'd rather be in the video game. Like I'm, I'm not so pretentious that like, you know, but then again, like watch this song really fucking blow up, dude. And then I'll be so fucking angry. I'll be really happy, but really mad at the same time. But they have the right to put it on like an original soundtrack that they sell and stuff. Uh, they have the right to do whatever they want with it. You know what I mean? Nice. Not nice, but yeah, well, it is what it is. But uh, so we will see how this unfolds. Um, you know, I, I don't know. So I, I can't imagine. I'm, I'm not trying to be fucking like, like, uh, I wrote the best fucking song in the world. But I know what the music sounds like in this game. And I know what Samurai is supposed to be. I know the band who played Samurai for the game. They're called Refused. Uh, we wrote a song that straight up sounds like fucking Refused. And uh, and it sounds great. The quality is fantastic. And I use cyberpunk lyrics. And uh, it's within their time frames. It's between two and three minutes. The title of the track is, is called I'm Not Your Brain Dance Baby. Um, and uh, it's – there's no way – no, I think it's – yeah, I'm not your good time brain dance baby is what it's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's about you know getting your fucking shit hacked and people taking your experiences for their own enjoyment. And uh, it's fucking rad. It's it's a cool-ass song, dude. But yeah, so it, it, it is what it is. Let's close off the show. I don't know. Jake, do you have anything else you'd like to say? Um – do I have anything else I would like to say? Uh, if you're sanding wood, make sure you wear uh, a mask because when you breathe that stuff in, it's really not good for you. Um, also, if you are buying an air compressor, just go with whatever food you're more hungry for, hot dogs or pancakes. Hmm. That's great advice. Uh, I don't know. I, I got advice. If you buy a ring doorbell and you have nowhere else to mount your doorbell but onto siding, you're also going to need a vinyl siding mount. And they sell them on the internet. And depending on the size of your vinyl siding, 4-inch, 5-inch, 6-inch, 3.5-inch, you're going to need different mounts. And there are people who 3D print these mounts and sell them for like 10 bucks on Etsy. So hot tip, 
If you need one of those things, Etsy is your place. I have five inch vinyl siding and uh, I have a ring doorbell now, but I couldn't mount it. So now I'm waiting for that. And I would 3D print it myself, but I don't have an FDM printer. I have a resin printer and that resin is not made mm. for that kind of shit. So that's my uh, closing advice. Nice. You good? Yep. All right. So like God of War, Ragnarok, Ghosts and Goblins Resurrected, and Gungrave, Gore. P.S. P.S. This is... This is... Us. Awesome.